Actually, so this year I um, made a point of seeing all the Oscar Oscar nominated films. You do that. You're like the only person that I know that seems to do that. Well, this was the first year I actually did it. Like, well, everything. Like in the past, in the past, I've probably tried to see a few, but this year I actually got to see like every like Best Picture, all the actors, all the design categories. Wow. Um. Yeah, okay. I have, so actually, um, I recorded and I had a, a couple friends do it as well. And we recorded an episode that will come out tonight. Oh, and it'll be okay. uh, us making our Oscar picks and, like, and doing all that. Did so, you see so, many of them, though? Or sorry, what were you going to say? No, 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 no. I, 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 I did. As a matter of fact, prior to this, I was actually watching All Quiet on the Western Front. Mm. Which is the the I think the international the German uh, submission for yeah. the 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 foreign film. So just started watching that, and then I was like, oh man, it's getting really good. And yeah. then I had to had to pop on onto this. But um, no, I was going to ask you about Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, the uh, the actress up for best actress uh, from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Like, I love her. I yeah. want her to win. Um, Kate Blanchett and all the other nominees I feel are definitely deserving of their role. But I think I've, she's like Michelle Yeoh is my sentimental favorite, mm-hmm. I guess, mainly because she's, she's Asian, but she you knows she's just multi-talented. Um, she is, I've seen her in a couple of things. I saw her in the James Bond movie, of course, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, and she's just, she's just versatile. I think this particular role in everything, everywhere, all at once really showed her versatility Mm-hmm. Um uh and 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 of just of course her her martial arts skills. So I was yeah. like, yes, you know, martial arts skills. So yeah. So she's like my sentimental favorite. She's Kate, my favorite too. Yeah. So I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed. And I know that um Kate won the BAFTA, yeah. but but um Michelle won the uh Golden Globe as well as the most recent um SAG Awards. Uh, SAG Awards, yeah. So I'm hoping that that'll carry over. And then of course they usually talk about the SAG Awards being kind of a precursor to the Oscars. So I'm kind of hoping that that's that that it'll follow that trend. So I'm Yeah, I mean win. it's for that particular category, um I think that uh there's there's no way to be fully honest without it sounding like I'm dismissing other performances. Right. But for me, in that category, I I could see it being Kate Blanchett, Michelle yeah. Yeoh, or um, Andrea. I don't know if it's Andrea or Andrea, but I think it's yeah. Andrea Riseborough. Those yeah. th- those three gave like really good performances. They were top performances and yeah. uh, and what I said when I was making my picks because I think it's more fun if you just like you're honest and like who do you think should be in it? Who do you think should not be in it? Like let's mm-hmm. not let's not sugarcoat it. Right. Like, they're all and um and also like if you're on the fence you still got to pick one just for the sake oh, of picking one. Absolutely. So, so I I pick uh, you know the one I go back to in that category is Michelle Yeoh just Yeah. because there comes a point where it's not about there comes a point where it's not about the you know who gave the technical best performance like who connected with the character best mm-hmm. there also is an element of who resonates you with the most yeah yeah and yeah. like 
I don't know. I just, the other performances, I felt like I have all the respect in the world, but the performance that I was just like, you know, glued to the screen of was Michelle Yeoh. Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent agree. Um, so yeah. Uh, and what the, the Oscars are next Sunday, March 12th. Yeah. A week, yeah. Uh, a week from tomorrow. Yeah. A week from tomorrow. I will actually be, no, I'm, I'm around next weekend. I'm, I'm going to Reno the following mm. weekend for March madness. So oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be uh, yeah. coming back from Scotland. Ooh. Yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. In a couple of days. Yeah, I'm going with a buddy and we uh Okay. It's a buddy who uh we normally when we meet up it's to have whiskey or scotch in a bar. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. that's just what we do. Uh-huh. Um uh-huh. And also normally my cousin comes along but he couldn't he couldn't join us on this trip but uh the idea was just like let's get out of the city. Sure. I mean it Scotland is just as close as California is from yep. New York yep. for me. Yep. And it was like, let's do a long weekend and it's only going to be two days off of work and uh-huh. we'll get to go straight. Just drink the scotch straight from the teat. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Are you going to be in Edinburgh, Glasgow or? No, we'll be north of that. We'll be in Inverness. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Why, why Inverness? Uh, because if, because the whole the the core reason to go on the trip was to go to the distilleries. Okay. And the and um, you if it. you're familiar yeah. with Scotland, uh, the distilleries <laughs> are like three and a half hours from Glasgow or mm-hmm. Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. And if you go to Inverness, they're about an hour away. Got it. And it just so happened that the we were looking at flights, and it was also cheaper for us to fly into Inverness mm, um, okay. even though we have to connect in Amsterdam but it just it just worked out where it was like hey if we if we're willing to make one stop on the way over there and yeah. stay in a smaller town uh-huh and it'll be fine because <clears throat> if we stayed in Edinburgh we would not have time to really enjoy it because we would yeah. just be <clears throat> hopping in a car and yeah leaving to do yeah. other stuff yeah. um have you ever been up there? No, uh, my brother and I talked about actually going up to Scotland. Um, you know, recently when we did our twenty three and Me and our Ancestry.com and everything, we actually found that like we're twenty one percent Scottish. Twenty one percent Scottish. That's huge. That it is huge. It is huge. So so um, yeah, we thought mm, let's go check out our our, our Scottish roots. Um, but uh, Edinburgh is one of those cities that has this really quaint old world yeah. hogwarts kind of charm to yeah. it and and you know kind of want to go and check it out so so that's that's definitely on on our bucket list so it definitely one of those things i want to do i've been there once uh but it was like 36 hours and most of that was sleeping or yeah. on a bus or on a bus tour so i barely yeah. got i got to see the city but yeah. it was like two nights of drinking and that was it <laughs> you know it, i didn't get right. to see the castle i didn't yeah you know, or yeah. go into the castle i was right yeah. by it uh by yeah. that like gold mile or whatever they call it mm-hmm. um but i also want to go back someday because of the theater festival there ah you know ah, i think that okay. would be really cool yeah absolutely um, 
just to see how theater i don't know it's clear they do it a little differently over there i sure. i think sure um so sure. i think i would love to get that you know little yeah. bit of influence from them um yeah. but uh yeah just side note <laughs> mm-hmm. we kn- we know each other through theater that's how we know each other that's and i just wanted the- to say I, I i just like to say that i for i forget sometimes to properly introduce people because uh <laughs> i'm not thinking so much about the audience as much as i'm just like trying to have a sure conversation but of course yeah and uh and that and you know theater in the san francisco bay area yeah. where that's where you're going to be doing uh the leading role of was it sneezy <laughs> sneezy yep so yeah so so yeah here in the san francisco bay area there is a nice theater community in walnut creek mm-hmm. and um uh, i'm also part of the board uh called contra Costa music theater uh which i've been a part of for gosh a decade and a half maybe um, but we've we've been bringing we'd like to think that we've been bringing quality theater uh, on a regional level to uh, the Contra Costa uh, community. Um, we've done shows, big shows like like, of course, like West Side Story, uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, um, uh, Oliver, Annie. Uh, and uh, we were gone for about two and a half years because of covid and because this bill called AB5, the gig law, <clears throat> which kind of uh, hampered us from doing um, some theater where we, we were able to, or I guess we had to pay our empl- uh, our actors and production staff as employees. So yeah. we've, we've gotten around that. Not that, not that we've gotten around it, but we've figured <laughs> out how to, right? We figured Anything out Anything you to... say can and use will, exactly. and use will be used against you. But uh, but we've come back uh, last season uh, in the spring. We did um, no in the fall. We did Spelling Bee, uh, but it was mainly at the El Campanile Theater in Antioch. And then uh, we are going to be doing Ain't Misbehaving this coming April, uh, but back at the Lecture Center in Walnut Creek. So we just we just cast the show. We're really excited about that. We have our first rehearsal with the the new cast this coming Sunday. So excited for that. <clears throat> um, and if anyone's in the San Francisco Bay Area, you know, please, please come and see it. Um, but uh, I myself will be uh, involved in Fantasy Forum, as mentioned earlier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, doing doing Snow White and the Seven Dwarves uh, playing the role, uh, the pivotal role of Sneezy. That's right. <laughs> so you can't have so, that yeah. show without him. Absolutely. And, and, and the, and the interesting thing is, is like, yes, it's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, but it doesn't necessarily follow the Disney version. Sure. Sneezy turns out to be the hero of the show. Spoiler alert. Spoiler (laughs) alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. Well, Um, and I, part of why I wanted you on was, mm -hmm. I think I said this to you last, one of the last times I saw you, but, um, you know, I did. I met you doing theater there. Yeah. Uh, for like over, the, it was like a year and a half, two years of my life after college, and mm-hmm. got to do a ton of shows with yep. different theaters. Yep. Uh, including CCMT. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, then you leave, and I or I leave, and yeah. uh, got to do some other stuff that was fun. But yeah. I always think back to that time in that yeah. community yeah. because that was the most theater I did in a 
concentrated amount of time probably in my whole life sure and now that i've lived in new york and lived and worked with tons of Mm -hmm. you know professional actors Mm -hmm. some who are non-union some who are unions some who have been on broadway some who are still on broadway yeah and i gotta say i just feel like people are happier Mm -hmm. (laughs) working in solid community theaters than they are in new york chasing yeah chasing something that almost seems to always elude them yeah even if they get it yeah you know yeah um yeah and i was just gonna say in talking with uh some friends of mine who actually started their careers here here in walnut creek yeah who have been fortunate enough to now have careers seemingly careers now on broadway um i don't know if I'm allowed to name drop, but but one one actress in particular, um, when I was talking with her, she was kind of talking about the ups and downs of just theater Broadway politics yeah. and how how disillusioned she was, um, uh, how how I guess disappointed she was in in some of the the theater politics. But it's it's been a dream of hers. Um, I'm so glad she was able to, she's still able to do it. She's kind of doing, she not kind of, she is doing <laughs> something on Broadway still right now. Um, and, and um, you know, from the pictures and from the videos that I see, it looks like she's having a ball and I hope that she is having a ball. But to the point that you were making, you know, even for myself, I had aspirations to do Broadway or even to really do Hollywood and and life threw me a curve and and i wasn't able to pursue it but my local community theater um still gave me that outlet to be able to do so and you're right especially here in in this walnut creek contra costa community you have theaters like contra costa music theater and then you also had theaters like diablo light opera company uh yeah. which changed its name to dtc diablo theater company but then you have other um companies like center rep i mean there's always something going on around here yeah. um and then even in the the local areas like at berkeley playhouse or berkeley rep i mean there's always stuff for you to do and so if you're looking to to scratch that itch um to 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 perform to act to entertain there's definitely opportunities for you to do that. And if you are an equity actor, there's still equity houses here that you can um, perform at um, uh, and still uh, be a full-time actor if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and and um, there's definitely the opportunities here. I, I know uh, quite a few people who, again, who have started here, who've gone to New York to try and make it. And it's been hard. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard for a lot of those, those, those guys and gals. Um, So, um, you know, for those people who have made it, you know, I'm so thankful that they were able to, to fulfill their dreams. Um, But you, you hear about some of those stories though, sometimes that it's not all glitter and glam, you know? So, I mean, I know I'll say another thing. I know multiple people mm-hmm. who have been in, I think, multiple Broadway shows. Mm-hmm. But then the once those shows close, mm-hmm. the quality, like, I don't know if it's the quality of life or, or how they talk about their lives. Mm-hmm. But even those people, like, 
who quote unquote made it. Yeah. Are, are not, and now, but now they, it's like, but then <laughs> I don't know how they would describe it, but it's like, I don't know. They, they don't always seem happy. And even the people who have done multiple Broadway shows, I still think like for you and probably several other people in that theater community and maybe other community theaters across the country, I think you're still happier or better off. And it, it's just, it's a weird thing to see because I mean, it's just a weird thing to see, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, 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 I mean, yes, it's, I suppose it's easy for us to make those kind of comments too. Uh, for me to make that kind of comment because I'm not living that dream. Um, I suppose yeah. if you go into it knowing that this industry can be backstabbing, can be not all too honest, you know, there's the casting couch, you know, mm-hmm. um, if I suppose if you go into it knowing that and knowing that it's not going to always be a bed of roses, I mean, I suppose it could be fine, but I mean, I I, I, agree, I would still agree with you. You know, I found total fulfillment and enjoyment um, just on a local theater level, being able to yeah. do what what I'm I've been able to do, and now that I'm in a position also to now produce, um, that yeah. that has given me a lot of fulfillment as well. I mean, producing producing is hard work, you know, for for people who think that that you know that you're the money person you know but 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 you're also having to deal with not just the actors but uh the production staff the artistic staff uh uh your your legit the logistical part of it uh getting a theater deciding which theater how big the theater um all of that um but you know it's it's like a labor of love still right you know so we we continue to do what we do for the love of our craft you know so yeah well and i'll just you made me think of two things first i'll say that yeah i can't take away from anyone's accomplishments like obviously we would all love to have that broadway moment and broadway credit and like that's something that you know you could never take away from someone like you know they did it i didn't do it right so i can't i can't it's kind of like you know i i guess my the way i would think about it is like there are some basketball players who spend their whole life that mm-hmm. they want to be in the NBA mm-hmm. and yeah, but there's different stories because there are some people who make the NBA right. and they don't get, you know, they have a right. bad experience and then mm-hmm. maybe they get injured and they're done for the rest mm-hmm. of their life. Mm-hmm. But then you have other people who might be like a high school basketball coach, or maybe they just play right. on the weekends with their buddies and right. they have the time of their lives. Right. Right. And it's um, what fills your, it's, it's what feeds yeah. your soul. Right, right. So you know. yeah, I just want to yeah put that perspective of balance of there's just different ways to look at it, but with, without sure. taking away, it's just more the um, you know, the idea of making it because it's like it's it, life doesn't stop moving. It's not like mm-hmm. you get into a club and then you're there forever. It's right, like, you know, no. it's like for the sure. club closes out at a certain time. You know, for sure. No, <laughs> but, you're right. And then also, to your other point, and it's funny because the this last episode episode or conversation I recorded with someone Mm -hmm. else we talked a little bit about producers just a little bit and uh I would I think I made a comment about like you know it yeah the the producer with these with theater is sort of this faceless evil person who (laughs) has all the money and doesn't do anything 
Yeah. And uh. and it's so funny because well it's not funny but the I I've I mean I used to think that way but I don't yeah. think that way anymore and I'm not saying the last person that the, the this last guy I talked to thought that yeah. way either. I I yeah. was more making a commentary of this 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 um I feel like this uh, idea of what a producer is exists uh-huh. in the theater world as a mm-hmm, whole. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, the thing I always think about myself is, or the thing I always think to myself about this is like, you know, if, if, if it's, if they're not doing anything and they're making all the money, why doesn't someone else just step in and do that job? <laughs> oh, it's so easy. And then you can, you could, you know, correct all the mistakes that you're blaming right. on this one. Right faceless person yeah 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 and it is to your point it is a lot of work it it, it is you know and i guess to the point that you just said and to even to what i used to think of of what a producer's role was 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 kind of like that guy who who might just go to all the rehearsals or or yes the money person or even that guy who who collects the award during the award Mm -hmm. show you know which would be kind of cool but um no, there's there's a lot more to being a producer. Um, uh, c- come talk to me if you want to <laughs> learn more about it. It's it, it it is hard, and it's 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 um, sometimes where you just kind of want to walk away. Sometimes yeah. where 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 there's just uh, a lot of that and this and frustration and and stuff. But um, once the cat once it gets up and running, and once you start seeing the fruits of your labors, it becomes so rewarding. And and especially when on opening night, when you've got uh, the audience just standing, uh, just giving the the show accolades and everything like that, you you kind of you do kind of sit back at that point and go like, yeah, yeah. I, I made that happen, you yeah. know, I or I helped make that happen, you know. Or you so, sparked it, you know. Yeah, Usually, absolutely. Dep- I mean, Abs- each producer is different, but I know at yeah. least in what I know about you and your role. Uh, in theater there like you're active in helping pick the shows and then yeah get them started and then everyone else getting funding you know if anyone wants to donate to ccmt (laughs) thank you for doing that too um but no it's it's you know and then that's the other thing too you know putting on a show is not cheap that's that's the other (laughs) thing too um when you when you go in for the rights and then here and again in california where we have ab5 assembly bill 5 where all of your actors are employees, you're you're having to pay these guys like almost an hourly wage. And in California, there's a minimum, there's a minimum, yeah, um, a minimum wage that you have to pay also. So yeah, there's there's um, the money part of it. There's the uh, the the negotiation that still goes into a lot of that. I mean, you're you're that guy, you know, who who for all intents and purposes makes the show go on helps the show go forward helps put yeah. on the show there's there's a lot of there's a lot to it there's a and lot you need it. a lot and you need a shitload of donations otherwise donations otherwise mm-hmm. the tickets are going to be you know two thousand dollars a seat <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that too that too. wait can actually that and actually makes Creek. me think of something if yep. and at any point we can cut stuff out so don't yeah. feel don't worry about that but um are you able to tell me roughly for either CCMT or any theater company, mm-hmm. what percentage of the budget is covered by ticket sales versus donations? So, so 
ticket sales probably in terms of our budget is maybe 30%. Um, donations probably accounts for maybe 40%. Um, so yeah, if we don't have our community support, we, we don't, we don't have, we don't So what's have a the show. other 30%? So the other 30 is, is monies that um, we've had in the bank. We have investments also. Mm. So, so we do, we do, we do have like uh, our own um, theater, at least in our theater company, Mm -hmm. we have our, like our own Keo fund and IRAs and, and, Mm. and stuff like that. So, but, And but so I do mean, you think that all has come from... But so that's just whenever there's a surplus, you put it into those like piggy any banks. kind yeah anytime there's like any kind of a surplus which there's not always and you got to remember we've just started back up too so a lot of the money that we currently have in in our coffers were was money that was left over from almost two and a half years ago too Mm. so the first show that we we did uh coming out of the uh, coming out of the gates spelling bee um was a fantastic show but unfortunately you know we didn't get as many butts in the seats as we liked. So Mm hmm that show kind of was a little bit in the red, um, came out in the red. Um, this show that we're doing ain't misbehaving. Um, we're already starting to see advanced tickets. This is what the beginning of March, we don't open up until another month and a half. mm So, and we're already starting to see ticket sales. So that's a good thing. Ticket sales from the El Campanile in Antioch or ticket prices uh in, in at the El Campanile in Antioch are much lower than what they would be at the Lecture Center in Walnut Creek. The El Campanile Theater in Antioch is a beautiful, beautiful historic theater uh in downtown Antioch. Um Uh, the, uh, but the community, I guess, isn't as, uh, I guess, eager or robust um, and, and ticket prices can go anywhere. I think in our case was anywhere from like $25 to like maybe 35, maybe even 40, depending Yeah. on, on the tiering in Walnut Creek, our ticket sales start, I want to say like at 50 <laughs> Wow. and, and go up into maybe 65 again, depending on the tiering. And of course the date, The day that you decide to come in, you know, a Saturday versus like, say, a, a, a Tuesday or Yeah. a Wednesday or whatever. Um, so so those ticket prices are going to be uh, different, too. So so, I mean, you, when we still talk about ticket sales um, or even donations and even donations, you know, we've. Let's be honest. I mean, the Walnut Creek community the theater community is, is you know, probably a little bit more affluent. Yeah, Than, there's say, a lot of money in that than, city than and say. surrounding area. Absolutely. Then say like the Antioch, Pittsburgh community Sure. area, you know, so so when we first came back, we first came back, excuse me, when we first came back, the um, the the community that surrounded the Antioch area, even though they were very supportive and everything financially wasn't they weren't as um, I guess as 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 giving as say like when we when we start back up in the walnut creek area uh, the walnut creek area again being a little bit more affluent you know their donations are going to probably be a little bit bigger 
I suppose. And I would challenge the Walnut Creek community versus the Antioch community in donations. So, so um, you know, who, who gives the best or the most or whatever, you know, let's see. But, um, you know, we, we do rely on, on community support. Uh, we do rely on, on, you know, community support in terms of donations and then just coming to the show. So, so um, yeah. Yeah. Do you, Come, do you know, is that theater. a, because for the, in terms of that percentage breakdown of where, mm -hmm. you know, the budget's coming from, I think I've heard ticket sales for most nonprofits, artistic, for most nonprofit artistic um, organizations, it's, yeah, like 20%-ish, maybe, yeah, maybe 30%. So I've, so... I guess my question is, is it normal for nonprofits, especially small community theaters to have investments and like a, you know, some, is some, some uh, that third, that third per that third piece of the pie. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I can only speak for us, honestly, yeah. you know, um, because I haven't been a part of any other theater board. Um, um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, mm. I know that um, we've been pretty fortunate that that we have people in the banking industry who've who've kind of helped us mm. with that. Um, so so uh, a couple ladies in particular who who actually work in the financial institutions um, and who are kind of our finance chairs, they they do help us uh, with those investments and they're always reporting out on how much we have in those coffers and, and, and what kind of returns we're getting. Um, but at the same time, we're seeing, uh, especially in our, in our still post COVID world, um, not everyone is wanting to come out to, yeah. to, to shows. So, so that's hurting us. Um, not everyone is financially able to give us the donations that they've been able to give us before, you know, because people are getting laid off still, still, yeah. Um, you know, people um, have to have had to take uh, on other jobs to to supplement their their income. So so it's still tough. It's still tough for for our theater community. There's a, a theater in San Francisco um, that has been around forever that are that is having to sadly close their doors. Um, I forget the name of the company, but but they've been around forever. A lot of the people in, the, in our theater community here um, know it well. Is that Forty um, Second Street Moon by any chance? No, 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 oh, okay. no, no. They're, That's the they're, only one I know out there. Yeah, or Ray no, of Light. Ray of they're, Light. They're still around. Oh, okay. They're still around. It's another. I'd have to almost Google it, and I can. Well, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna edit the, this, well, I'll just leave it in. <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> so but, it's a San Francisco theater company yeah, closing. Yeah, SF Theater closing. CGV. Oh, that's a movie theater. Theater, San Francisco theater closing. No, piano not the fight? Cineplex. Yes, Piano Fight. Oh, okay. Piano Fight. So yeah, they're the ones. They are. They are going to be closing. They are going to be closing, and people uh, from all over the place know them, and they've been around music and theater venue. Piano Fight is closing. It's SF and Oakland. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Crazy. yeah, so so I mean, even theater companies like that that have a huge following um, that has been around forever, um, they're closing. You know, so even for someone like us, you know, where we still rely heavily on donations. So, 
donations and 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 people coming to to the shows i mean two-thirds of that if if they don't come yeah. you know we're we're going to be closing too you know so we're hoping that with this show i mean i don't think it's going to still put us in the black or anything like that but you know if if there are other invest investors out there who want to help invest who listen to your podcast um you know contact me marty newton saint rhino <laughs> at aol.com well, ccmtvp so, yeah. <laughs> ccmtbiz.org <laughs> uh, and so how um when you're looking at the money because you so you got yeah i mean you have incoming donations you have the piggy bank investment mm-hmm. thing and then you have the mm-hmm. ticket prices so how do mm-hmm. you tend to balance that when it comes to the ticket prices because i i know how expensive theater is so i could yeah. i could understand if you said oh we need we need the tickets to be 100 but yeah i also know that if someone didn't know yeah like they might think wow 50 bucks 65 bucks yeah that's expensive so like yeah but i understand that you need to do it a, a lot of that also still has to do with the theater venue itself like mm. when we talk about antioch the el campanile theater um it's in a different location it's a different system mm. setup altogether um and then their cut of ticket um their cut of uh i guess the tickets the the percentage that they get also like at the el campanile is is much smaller than then say the lecture center gotcha. the lecture center also has has their own systems um they're probably a little bit more updated in terms of um how one would call in for tickets or or sure. the systems that they use to actually make and produce an actual ticket and then their cut of ticket um uh the ticket sales you know is probably a little bit bigger so so that's why you know you talk about what ticket prices would be in antioch versus the ticket prices in in walnut creek so so there's going to be that that gap between ticket prices here versus ticket prices there um but yeah it's 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 uh, uh, their cut it's it's what uh the the facility use it's 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 all these other things that kind of go into into those ticket prices and yeah it's 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 mind blowing when when yeah. you think about about ticket prices and how sometimes people are like i want to come and support you but i just can't you know the the prices are too high is it is part of it um so I, yeah i get all that from my my smaller experience with venues Mm-hmm. But because each venue, it's like each one can be a totally different financial structure. Absolutely. But when I'm thinking about like, you know, let's say you did the math and you're like, all right, we have to charge a hundred dollars a ticket. I assume that <laughs> yeah. like, that's not going to work. So yeah. you're pro- like in this. So if we're just doing like a, a fantasy dilemma or, a, mm-hmm. you know, we're just brainstorming here. So if, if you did the math and you're like, well, for this production, it's going to cost it's we're going to need a hundred dollars a ticket in order for it to cover 30% of the budget or something like mm-hmm. that. And then you realize, well, in reality, people aren't going to pay that. And so 
Uh, what are the factors? I'm guess what I'm trying to figure out is like what is sort of the formula where you think, yeah. okay, we think the maximum ticket price that is acceptable is blank based mm-hmm. on this, and yeah. also on the flip side, you if you lower that price too much, then you're going to have to increase how much you're yeah. taking out of the piggy bank. Yeah. So how do you not bleed yeah. that dry? Yeah. Well, there's a there's a whole bunch of factors really that go into um, what the potential ticket price could be, yeah. um, because because number one in order for us to get butts in the seats, yeah. you know, we only do CCMT Contra Costa music theater only does two shows a year. We do a spring show and a fall show. So we really have to be conscious of what show we pick. Mm-hmm. You know, if we pick something like say an Annie or a chorus line where the audience knows it and you know, they're, they're going to really want to come and enjoy, you know, that is almost a non risk show and we can probably, and, and depending on what the rights, how much the rights cost, sure. and everything like that. I mean, we can we can factor in a budget, um, because there's there's going to be like, okay, if this show comes in, if we budget the show at like sixty five percent, we can make this kind of money. We can charge this this amount for tickets. But if we're going to do a show, say like, um, say like 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 Smile. Mm-hmm. which is i don't know if you know what smile is smile is a marvin hamlish musical that actually takes place in california for the junior miss american pageant and everything like that it's not a very well-known show it's a beautiful show beautiful music but it might be considered a risk show yeah so 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 you know if we figure if we're going to do that show if we're going to do that show you know what will be budgeted at will be budgeted at like 75% do we budget it lower are people going to come and see it you know what a, what is what is the rights cost you know and if we don't know that people are going to come and if we are, are are blowing our budget on the rights you know then how much do you ticket how much would we want how much would we need the tickets to be and everything so so there's there, there's still a whole bunch of other factors that would go into into like ticket prices uh, and then again you know, do we have the dates and the times that we want in Walnut Creek? Do we have to go back to the El Campanile? Um, we call ourselves Contra Costa Music Theater. In a sense, we can perform at in almost any theater in the Contra Costa uh, area. You yeah. know, we've talked about performing out in Danville, um, hmm. which is which is at, at at this place called the little the little theater. Um, so so um, you know, and, and what is that. their what is their ticket structure prices like too? So I think it just all de- it all depends on the show. It depends on how we've budgeted. It. Um, is it a risk? Um, what are the rights? How much do the rights cost? Um, how many how many musicians? How many actors? You know, we we have to figure that out too. It's all within. It's all in the budget. You know, uh, y- you'll also find that after the rights, you'll find that musicians are almost your second most highest ex- expense. You know, hmm. to 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 try and get uh, a full orchestra. Is it a band? I mean, that's one of the reasons why we're doing a show like Ain't Misbehaving. You know, you got five actors and like seven, seven or eight band members that are that are going to be on stage, um, versus like Sound of Music. You know, where you need a full on orchestra. Um, yeah. With with eight kids, nine kids. How many <laughs> kids are there? Um, you know, so so that's why we're also again coming back out of the AB five. We're really trying to. 
um, be money conscious. We're trying to be uh, show conscious. Uh, we're trying to we're continually learning also as we as we journey forth in this post COVID world yeah. uh, with shows. You know, like like honestly, can we can CCMT continue to be around? You know, when you've got theater companies like Piano Fight that is closing with a with an already built in community. So do you think um <clears throat> do you think that if theaters continue to close, we're gonna see like because theater won't die, you know, it's not gonna die. But I would think that if the if it's determined that the business model is what's flawed, like for example, I've heard, I don't know if these numbers are true, but maybe you or someone else was, a couple people have told me some of these numbers for rights and stuff mm -hmm. where it's thousands of dollars mm -hmm. to do a show that for a company that's not profiting off of the show, you right. know, it's, and, you know, to your other point, like, there's you know the the orchestra is so expensive mm -hmm. and not to diminish their talent right but you could argue that the performers are just as talented oh absolutely but absolutely but they are not priority like the priority yeah. is not uh right. structured right it's it's structured more from a capitalist right. perspective rather than sure. a sure. artistic well, ethics perspective. i think it's right i think it still depends on on your theater on, yeah. on on the theater community. I mean, CCMT has been known to really do big shows. Yeah. The production level is on par. People have said the production level of our shows are on par with a Broadway show. And then, you know, not to put down some of our other local theaters, but some of our other local theaters, their orchestra might consist of a piano, a snare drum, and, mm -hmm. and maybe a stand-up bass. Boom, that's it, you know? Um, their actors, their dressing rooms are are basically the broom closet or yeah. just the side of, of the thing. That theater company also might be a tr true community community theater. So so when you when you apply for the rights of a show also, depending on I guess the the, the tier that you're in, um, you could you could spend to your point like thousands of dollars for the rights of a show. Whereas you could be like, and I'm not saying like, you know, you could be a high school yeah. or, 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 or a small, small community theater where you probably just pay hundreds of dollars or something like that, depending on the size of your house, because that is usually a, a, a big factor on, on the rights, you know, where we, where we tend to perform um, uh, the seats uh, are anywhere from 300 to 800 seats, you mm -hmm. know, whether we're performing in the, the Lesher, uh, the Margaret Lesher Theater, or the the Hoffman Theater inside this big facility, um, that can make a, a huge difference. You know, where some of these other theater companies, um, Panola Valley Players, you know, might only have like an eighty seat house. You know, for them to do the same show that we're doing, it might cost them, and I don't know this for a fact, but it might just cost them a, a few hundred versus uh, our few thousand so so it, it, it all depends okay. so to your point you know is theater going to go away no 
you know, no. but will it be, will it be on par of say like a Broadway, you know, maybe not, you know, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll still have theater. It's a, you know, uh, sorry, someone's trying to call me. Let me decline. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can hear that or not. Okay. It's off. Um, okay. yeah, I mean, it is true though, that like, when you when when you're not looking at it from the money side and you think about like okay so do you want to get rid of the orchestra and it's like right it makes such a huge it's like it ad, it adds magic to the oh. experience and same with the stage itself like um there you know so i won't name names but there are you know there are small hole in the wall theaters that mm-hmm. I adore because you know mm-hmm. everyone is there purely for mm-hmm. passion and no other mm-hmm. agenda. But Absolutely. there is a difference between you know, and it depends on the show, because some shows you can make it work and it's and it's great. Um but you know there is going to be a difference between if you were to do so like we did 42nd Street or you could mm-hmm. pick a show with uh, even better score than that but let's i'll say south pacific that's one of my favorite scores did so, that one too so if you did south pacific in a small 50 seat theater with just piano mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you went to the hoffman with a full orchestra mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. heard the same score just the overture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you might cry the second time you absolutely know, you might be like oh my god absolutely and absolutely. so it's hard to it's hard to be uh, looking at the numbers and try and take something away because right. it's almost like you it almost defeats the purpose. Right, right. You know, and that's why we've always said too that you know we've always prided ourselves in 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 saying that we bring quality theater mm-hmm. to to our community. So you know, what does quality mean? I guess that could be a really um, subject subjective word you know uh quality theater is like someone who can actually play play the piano you know that that's quality uh versus someone who's like you know just doing chords or whatever but but i mean yeah uh theaters live or die you know by 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 their community support so so and i know that we at ccmt would probably close our doors if it came down to you know, all we had was a piano and all we had was a bare mm-hmm. stage. You know, again, our, our theater company has has been the type to have full-on sets, full-on movable this and that and everything. And if we're not able to do that anymore, then yeah, we might as well just shut the doors. Um, so. Well, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen either. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen but, uh... either, you know. Yeah, um, I'll be interested to see. Like, I don't know. And, like, and, and if... the thing is, theater theater is important for a lot of people. Not even so much for for the audience members, but for for people like myself. You know, who who this has been our passion. You yeah. know, for as long as we can remember. Um, you know, for a lot of us, you know, it's an opportunity for us to 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 show off 
and present our skills, what we've learned, what we've picked up over the years. Um, you know, there's a little bit of that insecurity factor of, of wanting to be able to show off and to people and for people to love you, you know, because you're able to go ahead and do that. And if, if you, if you um, stifle that, that passion, um, you know, you, you go crazy, you know? So I, yeah, yeah theater, I just... theater is very important. It's important for, for everyone who, who comes and sees it and, and who performs in it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's definitely most important to the people who are in it. <laughs> I always think that I well, always well... think that is what carries the whole thing. Uh, but it, yeah, I think, I think it'll always exist. I, I have no doubt that it'll always exist. I just yeah. wonder, it, it seems like. You know, for example, to what you brought up earlier about that bill in California that yeah. changed how much you have to pay yeah. actors, like yeah. just a side note for people who haven't, you know, we've had other conversations about this. Mm -hmm. Why that could be a bad thing is because it if you're looking at it in a vacuum, it mm -hmm. adds to the budget and it make, you know, mm -hmm. it could make it could change a ticket price from yeah. $50 to $60. And so yeah. Yeah. Maybe that puts someone over the right. edge. Right. And I've and heard it's not about the morals of it. It's just about what is the underlying effect. Right. I know that in talking with equity actors, like they they welcome AB5 um, mm. because it gives them more more. I don't know if necessarily more money, but like because it makes them employees, you know, they they get health care, they get sick pay, they get Social Security and I'm not an equity actor, um, so so I don't know exactly what an equity actor already gets being a part of equity. But I, I know that in talking with some equity actors, um, it has helped them. I know that when I myself started out in theater, everything was volunteer. Like you never got yeah. paid, you yeah. know, and, and we did it for the love of our craft, yeah. you know, and, and, and I remember getting my first stipend you know, of like maybe a hundred bucks and going like, Oh my God, a hundred dollars. This is great. Yeah. You know? And, and then, and then it became just kind of the norm. And now it's interesting for people who even aren't equity, who won't even do your show unless you're paying over a thousand dollars, over a thousand dollars to, to, to be in to, for them to be in your show. I, I mean, I get it. I understand that. But I mean, again, I look back on when I did it, for for the love for the love of it and and it wasn't so much for the money of it um i'm i'm trying to get shows and parts on my resume so that if and when i did decide to go to broadway like i was like look what i've done look what i can do you yeah. know so i do remember when i first was out of college saying something to you at one point where i was just like yeah i was not happy with the money yeah, but but it was also because my mindset was different then. Where mm -hmm. I, it was two things. I expected it to be treated as a job, mm -hmm. um, and part of it was because there are other people involved in those shows who were paid like it was a job, mm -hmm. like the orchestra mm -hmm. or the people running the Lesher Center. You know, mm -hmm. I can say some of these things and you don't have to come. <laughs> you don't need to comment on any. Of yeah. This yeah. Yeah. But I do remember at the time think and I remember saying to you something like, you know, if I did the math. If they just added one or two dollars a ticket, then they'd have all this extra money that they could pay the actors or something. And yeah. I remember at the time you actually were sort of like, well, the, 
you know, it's a little bit more the money is always is a little more complicated than what you're you're talking about and now i know that it is more complicated yeah but um but that is something that i wonder about with theater where is it like is it more could it could you make an argument that it's i don't know i was going to say like could you make an argument that it's more protected when it's smaller and every like there is no budget and so everyone has to be doing it for, for the love for the love of it uh because then there comes a point when you you start growing and like when does it flip where yeah. when does it flip where instead of someone saying oh, okay like yeah i'll get a stipend for gas money yeah versus then they say well hold on a second like now i well, need see- this to be more of a living wage yeah, and then it and it'll exponentially grow every the costs and right, right financial risk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of that is a double edged sword. I mean, because again, we talk about you know doing it for the love of your craft, which yeah. is how I started and and how a lot of people started. You know, and it was just being able to 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 do something other than your nine to five or, yes. you know, something from, you know, other than just hanging out at home, watching TV, you actually had a a social life that was revolved around theater and you, ha- you met new people, you met new people every time you did a new show, you know? And so, yeah. so your friend base just kind of grew that, um, but you were also able to, to, to dance on stage and tap dance. And, you know, those, those tap, classes that you took you know didn't go to waste and you yeah. were able to go ahead and, and and actually do some of that um and and then when you started getting your 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 first stipend or your whatever you know then it was a big thing and that's the hard thing though right now because again with ab5 you're not really allowed to give a stipend you yeah. almost have to call it something else like a reimbursement or yeah. or or um uh travel mileage Right. I'm trying to say some stuff that's not going to get me in trouble, but, but I mean, <laughs> there's, I mean, you have to, you, you know, mm-hmm. there, there are other places where they just say, you know, thank you for being in our show and then give you a wad of cash, you yeah. know? Um, and, 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 you know, there's no contracts, you know, yeah. it's just kind of understood. Yeah. Um, so, so it's, it's a lot of it right now is a slippery slope. And I know that there is some new bills that are trying to go before our state assembly to try and amend it so that like theater companies or local theater companies, um, um, get a waiver or something like that. Um, it, it just can't come soon enough. It just can't come soon enough because it's really hurting theater companies and some theater companies, you know, are, are just like, damn it, you know, screw that. You know, yeah. we're going to go ahead and just give you a stipend anyway. We're going to still call it whatever we want. Yeah. But the problem is, the problem was the way I understand it is that people in those shows can then go back to that theater company and say, um, you owe me money. You you yeah. owe me more money, you know, uh, unless there is a contract or uh, stuff like that. Or if you are sliding them cash or whatever, they're like, uh, I need more. It's, 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 toughy. it's tough. It's did tough. I just say it's toughy? It's tough. You did. <laughs> <laughs> it's toughy. It is tough. It is. I I will say now though that like I mean kind of based on everything I've said, I do I do still think about theater back there and I mm-hmm. um 
if I ever lived in the Bay Area again, mm-hmm. I would I would want to do like I would love to do a show with you again and be in the same cast as Marty. Absolutely. You know? And Absolutely. I would not give two shits about if I was getting paid or not, because you know, and it's different now because now I uh, I separate different types of artistic projects mm-hmm. because to me there is commercial art yeah where it's yeah. like okay we're all trying to get paid and right. then there's non-profit or not for profit right. which there's right. a gray area right there is a gray area but right i would be going into it thinking like okay for the most part we're all here because we just want to mm-hmm. do something awesome and so mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah if you want to pay me gas money sure but yeah. like i uh, i would that would not be anything yeah. I would even ask about at this point. Yeah, yeah. I've actually, I've actually donated back my money. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's great. So, 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 any kind of monies that I've gotten, because again, and it's been more recent because again, theaters, theaters are struggling. Theater companies yeah. are struggling. So, so I've, I've actually donated back any kind of monies that I've, I've, I've received as like either an actor or even as a, um, like a stage manager, Mm. um, I've donated back. So, you know, that's great. I I understand it. I get it. So, yeah, yeah. I wish if I wish more people did that, that'd be, that'd be great. That'd be a great, (laughs) not everyone is in a position to, to be fair, but yeah, to be fair, you're right. And you're right. Um, you know, so, but it is, Yeah. Um, and part of why I always like to think about this stuff is because, I mean, every conversation about art and whether or not it exists, almost, it basically all comes down to money. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and like, for example, you know, if we lived in a, you can't do this because people have lives and stuff. And there's a number of reasons, but if we lived in a world where no one had to get paid, if everyone like the rights were free, the musicians mm-hmm. were free, the venue is free. And everyone mm-hmm. just said, we're going to show up and put on the best show possible. Mm-hmm. There isn't really any limit to the scale or amount of theater Absolutely. or any sort of art that people mm-hmm. could do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's not the that's not the real world. Yeah, yeah, and it's and 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 you're right when you talk about the real world and and having um, you know unlimited funds or no funds and people still coming to be able to see the show or doing yeah. the show or whatever. You know, there's still other theater companies. When I think about like like the other the other theater company in Walnut Creek where they're city funded, you know, it's mm-hmm. like they've got they've got unlimited cash. You know, they can, they can pay their actors. They can pay their, 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 their musicians. They can have these great, great sets and everything like that. And even though it may not be a very well-known show because of the production value, you're going to get people showing up. I keep thinking to the point that you were just making earlier, like, what if we just did theater in the park, Yeah. you know, where, where, where you didn't have to pay for a a space, you know, you just go just go use that band shell that's not being used, you know, and, and you don't need a set, you know, you might have a keyboard, someone bring a keyboard or whatever, if you're going to do some sort of musical or whatever. Um, and, and how many people would stop and watch, you know, yeah. as they're, as they're walking by, you know, I think about stuff like that too. Let's, let's just go do a free show. You know, let's just go do a free show in the park. How many people are going to stop and watch? You know, I always think that in term like my dream, if I I've always thought that it would be so cool if there were more um, 
concert versions and mm-hmm. and and shows specifically written for more of a cabaret style. Yeah, yeah. And if those rights holders would be willing to like, you know, work something out where it's either free or close to free. Yeah, yeah. Because you could, because then um, it would, you know, most actors just and performers are just unwilling to try to produce stuff, especially yeah. when it's too big of a scale. Like the barrier of entry is so great to put mm-hmm. on a show like CCMT does because it involves so many yeah. logistical things. Yeah. yeah, But imagine there was like a four person show where you just needed a pianist and then you could grab three other people and a pianist mm-hmm. and say like, hey, mm-hmm. let's go do it at a piano bar. Yeah. And just our friends can just show up and have drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's stuff like that here in the Bay Area, too. There's a place called Martunis sure, um, where sure. where there's, you know, uh, they do have kind of karaoke night or, or open mic night. Sure. And and um, our really good friend Aaron Allen goes in and she'll play there, too. And people will almost in a sense put on a full on cabaret act, you know, mm. and, and people love I mean, Martunis is is just a destination that people go to to listen to some good music good songs good people um um so yeah for sure i remember it's, that it's, i've been i went point. there a couple times i yeah. don't know maybe i went with you once or twice not with me you wouldn't oh, have gone okay. with me <laughs> okay i had no. the, the, the times i've gone there was was for other reasons i think i went with amy and probably Scott. amy probably. and scott they were they were or regulars tom. there tom i mean tom, tom not scott yeah, yeah, Tom Reardon's Tom. doing really, really well. He's he's doing um stuff at at um, Nico's and Feinstein's. Um, he's got a, his own cabaret. Oh yeah, he's killing it yeah. now. I he's looked him up really, actually. Really actually last time you brought him up, uh, I looked him up and I was just yeah. like, damn, all right, he's all yeah. over the place. Yeah, this is a guy who I don't I don't know if he's still a Superior Court judge, but here's Mr. Superior Court Judge <laughs> with his little side hustle, and yeah. he's doing really, really good at it. I just saw something on Facebook actually not too long ago about him he looks good too he he's lost weight um he's he's got a new hairstyle i think yeah. he's got facial hair now um uh he's I'm looking clothed different yeah look him up but he looks he looks very very different even um but yeah i think he's got something coming up too um tom reardon yeah uh how do you spell his last name for R- all of our listeners out there? R E A R D O N. All right, that's what I did. There's an, well, there's here, actually a lot of. Let me go to his Facebook, them. Tom Reardon. Yeah, see, so I don't know if you can see that, but but oh yeah, but look how suave he looks. Yeah. He's in you know, much better shape than I am. Jeez, much I better to... shape than me, too. Well, look, he's got like <laughs> some facial hair going on in there. Um, okay, kids, I'm back at Feinstein's at the Nico. A whole new show. It's about damn time. May 6th at 8 p.m. May 7th at 7 p.m. Tickets available at Feinstein SF, FeinsteinsSF.com. There you go, listeners. Um, oh my gosh yeah i'm seeing his facebook now and he's got all these photos uh yeah rehearsal in his house and oh my gosh good so he's got he's got aaron allen uh who we were just talking about awesome pianist billy Raphael, who i know um does a lot of stuff at berkeley 
Berkeley Playhouse, and then Christina Lazo, who is an amazing choreographer as well as director. I've worked with her. She's she's top notch. Um, but yeah, but look at Tom. You know, and he's rare because not many not many musical theater performers would actually put that kind of effort into like not many, like people do do their own cabarets, but yeah, it's a rare thing. You know, yeah, he uh, well, he really has done it for a long time. I I believe he, I remember. He, I, he has, I haven't kept but, in touch with him, but I know that he was doing it when I knew when I was yeah. in the Bay Area. But even when you think about what he does for his nine to five, I mean, we always talk about like, I would love to do more if I had the time, Yeah, you know, like right now, I mean, my, my full-time job, my, my regular nine to five is not nine to five. It's like seven to six, mm -hmm. you know, it's, but, but either way, like he's a superior court judge, Yeah, you know, so, so he, he's got some full, full on responsibilities. He's got this yeah. and that, that he does. Um, and he's, he's a doggy dad too. So when do you find time? you know, to, 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 to do that too. I guess you know, he doesn't sleep. He, he doesn't just, sleep, but all of us, you know, he just you do does what you everything. do. Uh, yeah. 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 So yeah, <laughs> well, it's crazy. But again, but, the love, the love, uh, it's, it's what we do. Yeah. What, what I did for love. Hello, uh, Diana. The chorus line. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, you know, it's what we do for love. Yeah. But it does make me think, I wish, cause What Morales, he's doing is, uh, you know, he's doing the ca normal cabaret thing of constructing his own shows. Mm -hmm. I do think, though, it'd be cool if there were like, you know, there there are small musicals that exist for like two people, three people. Sure. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just wish there were more of them so that yeah. people could be performing all the time because then... You could do you could have the normal CCMT stuff where you do these, you know, big shows with the orchestra. Yeah. yeah. But then you would you would have more options maybe for yeah. smaller theaters where yeah. they wouldn't have to necessarily uh dumb down mm -hmm. the material for mm -hmm. okay, we're only gonna have piano. Yeah. Or yeah. we don't have a full ensemble who can yeah. really yeah. fill out the chorus of these songs. Yeah. Well, you mentioned something a little bit earlier too about like uh, I think doing doing a concert version or doing a concert or something like that. Yeah, because that never you know, happens. It it doesn't happen. Rarely, I should it, say. Well, right, right. You know, usually people do full on full on productions and everything like that. And maybe you know, I've I've all all of a sudden got this idea of maybe like in the fall or in the spring or some sort of fundraiser, yeah. we do we do um, a concert version of something. Hmm. I'd well, be curious if, to your listeners, you know, like what shows would they want to hear, you know, right. in concert version, if the rights were available. Well, and I also wonder how the rights are for that. Like, have you ever had to negotiate with the licensing companies for a concert version of a show? No, because we've never thought to do a concert version of a show. So, yeah. so that's what I'm thinking. Like, hmm, what if we were to do that? You know, it, it would yeah. open up a, a whole new a whole new type of a conversation with the licensing companies. Well, so, like... I just wonder, normally it seems like certain forms of theater, you have to have a larger venue in order to get more tickets that you mm -hmm. can sell. And it's hard to make things small, right? Because then the ticket price would be so much. And so I do wonder, not only can you do a concert version, but is there a way to make the money work so that, So that you're not saying, hey, come like, 
okay, come to this concert version or cabaret version mm-hmm. and it's still $50 a ticket. You know, I, like how do yeah. you how do you do it for like 10? Right. But see, but see, right. But you know, if I think it's it, it, you could you could market it a certain way. Like if you marketed it as a fundraiser, yeah. You know, maybe yeah. people would be willing to pay 50 bucks. Now, I'm not saying that we would charge 50 bucks for a concert version of a show. You know, maybe it could be 25 or yeah. or, or 30 or something like that. I don't know, um, because since they're not getting the necessarily the full on experience. But again, I think this is, you know, a little light bulb moment. You know, what if we what if we were to still pay the orchestra, ask the the cast to be volunteers and still maybe pay them a small stipend, but we don't call it a stipend. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we, we, uh, that'd be something I, I should talk to our production team about. And what if we were able to get like, say a really big name. Mm. Like you someone, know. you know, who's a Broadway actress. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> without or name maybe, dropping. <laughs> right, without name dropping. Or, or actor. What if, or actor. Or what if we were actually able to get an actual Broadway actor, actress to come out and do it for free? Broadway person out there, you know, to to come and do it, to, 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 to do maybe like a one night, one night only type thing. You know, I actually do have a kind of a Broadway connection well, not the person that you and I are thinking of, but like a really big name person who has done Broadway, but also is doing TV and film right now. I actually have. Well, a I know two. I know two people. I not that I'm close to either of them, but I I know I just I know, know two two people uh, who you know who are Broadway people. Uh huh. A guy and a girl I don't, yeah. that, that you've mentioned in previous conversations. Yeah. 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 Go for it. Do something. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. A little light bulb moment again. Cause I'm just thinking in order to be able to put on the shows that we want to do to continue to be able to put on these shows, we need more money coming in. So to any of your listeners out there, if you've got, you know, some heavy wallets, um, I'd love to talk to you. <laughs> well, right now my podcast oh. does not have a ton of listeners, but who knows? Maybe this is the episode that puts them over the edge, and I just absolutely draws absolutely, them all in. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and if you're in the ever in the Walnut Creek, San Francisco Bay Area, you know, come see our show and come, or come audition for our shows. We'd love to see you. Yeah. So, yeah. And then the next time you're back in the San Francisco Bay Area, I'll let you know. It'll I'll be May. May, I'll be back there. Isn't that okay? In May, May. What do you mean? Isn't that May. yeah? I'll be in May and June because okay, gra- grandma's birthday and then mom's birthday. <laughs> All right. I'm just trying to think. I think I'm actually in Dallas in June for work. Um, but yeah, I think well, I should be around in in May. Okay, sounds good. Alrighty. Alrighty. Thanks for doing this. Thank you for having me. And uh, let's let's chat again soon.